Welcome to Inside the Honors College, where we believe that wisdom and virtue is found when we learn together. Join us as we take an inside look at a community dedicated to educating the next generation of disciples and scholars. I'm your co-host, Taina Esteves. And I'm Ellie Overman. And this time, we are going to talk to a really cool guy named Cliff. I think he had a lot of really cool things to say. One of my favorite quotes from his certain podcast was, we're stuck here like a pool of jelly. I had to pause and just laugh. <laughs> I think that phrase is absolutely hilarious. <laughs> no, yeah, I totally agree. Cliff is just was so fun to interview, so I'm so excited for everyone to get to hear from him and how he's grown as a scholar. He kind of talked about time management and rest and learning to ask for help, so I think it's just super important, and so I'm excited for everyone to kind of get to learn from him. Agreed. So I just say we get right into it, folks. Yeah, let's do it. goodness hi friend what's good it's it's such a good day you guys cliff is kind of an honors college icon he is the starter of the fireside chat so i'm just so stoked that he's here with us today (laughs) very 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 excited to be here with you ellie oh my gosh you freshman on the dean's cabinet representatives you are taking all all the initiative girl i'm very proud of you and i'm glad to be here I'm, I'm inspired by just being a part of the Dean's Cabinet and watching everybody work. It's been the best ever. So we are going to get right into it. You are our first guest that's ever lived on campus. So my icebreaker question for you is like, what is your favorite way to spend a weekend on campus? Well, the wild thing about me is that I also have a job on campus. So um, I would do all the basketball games, the football games, the baseball games, the, um, and I would film them as a camera operative for, uh, IMT. So usually my weekends were pretty full until okay. Sunday. So Saturday, what I would do is we would go out midday and we would just set up for the entire football game, all the cables and the cords, all the cameras, um, all the trucks that we had to bring by to set up for, um, the filming of the game and putting it out live and doing the interviews um, at halftime, that was all us. So most of my day would be spending actually watching football and Um. being on camera ops and doing sound tests and everything. And then the basketball games, always lit. When we had that first APU versus Biola game and the whole stadium was packed and I was the one camera filming the game. No way. And then we, yeah, and then the next game we had like four cameras, it was, the most epic it was the most epic thing ever so i i love sports i'm a kinesiology wow. major so i watch it all the time and that was just right. that's how i spent my weekends most of the time dude that's so sick so it wasn't like the most restful time for you but like you were there for it i was moving if you were on campus you were moving it was a community so even Aww. if i was the one person working there would be yeah. like 10 people to come up you're on camera today, Cliff. Oh, no it's lit. Yeah, it would be the best time. It would be the best time. I love time. that. I'm so excited to get back to that for you and for like the freshmen and the sophomores to kind of experience that for the first time. I think it's going to be just the best ever. Absolutely. Okay, so let's get right into the honors spiel. Why did you, where did you hear about honors and like, why did you decide to be a part of it? Crazy thing is actually, I heard about the honors college from my mom and dad to be honest i did not want to go to apu i was like no it's too small it's too close to home y'all gonna want to visit too often i can't you know now i don't have an excuse to bring my car like i it was just like not man there's so many things it wasn't for me but then i 
learned about the kinesiology program at APU, and then through my ambassador, when I actually did choose APU, introduced me to the honors college. She's like, "Oh, you know, you're pretty, you're pretty smart student. Do you like mm -hmm. reading?" I was like, "I mean, I can do it. You know, I can read. Right. I can do it if if I need to." He's like, mm, <laughs> "Well." I know your father's a pastor. I know you've read a lot of deep texts. You might be interested in doing the honors college. And I was like, oh, he's like, yeah, you need a such and such GPA, such and such SAT score. But, you know, if you got the goods, go ahead and apply. You know, it's no charge. Just do it. And I was like, right. if I'm going to apply to APU, might as well apply for the honors college. I really didn't give it much thought. I was just like, boom, boom, boom. Sent in my application essay. Little bit notes to me. It was pretty fire. <sighs> not going to swim my brow. It was pretty good. Yeah. Stop playing. <laughs> but it, it, it was it was it was interesting. I got in. I got a call. I don't know who was the chair of the honors college by that time, but I got a call. They're like, "Yeah, you got in. Um, do you have any questions? We're gonna have our debrief about it. It's gonna be the day before we start classes." I was like, "Oh snap! Now I gotta get all these books <laughs> that <laughs> yeah. I have no idea what they are. What is Machiavelli? I've never heard of this before." So, so Fair. yeah, my mom and dad kind of pointed me towards APU, but then whoever was the chair working um, during the 2019 uh, undergraduate year, that's who introduced me to the Honors College and applying to it. Holy cow. So it was kind of spontaneous yeah. for you. Exactly. Exactly. Everything just popped out of nowhere. That's insane. I love that that's kind of part of your story and that you're here now. Like that's it feels, I don't know. It's just super cool. I love that. Um, so how have you been challenged by your experience in the Honors College and how have you grown as a scholar through your experience? Ooh, good question. I feel <laughs> like the challenging part comes with the time management, which I know everybody probably say, oh my gosh, when you get to college, you have to learn time management because in high school, you know, you had the bells or you didn't have bells or you had the schedule. You had to be boom, 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 right? Classes right after the other. But in college, it's like you could have an 8 to 10 a.m. and then you might not have class for the rest of the day, but it'll pop up again at like four o'clock. So it's just finding the right times to rest, finding the right times to work on homework, finding the right times to hang out with friends. And when you're double majoring, you know, you're doing a science major, which is already asking a lot out of you. Then you right. put on honors college humanities. It's like a lot. Oh, this is starting to pile up a little <laughs> right, bit, yeah. you know, just just a little bit. And you want a job and make money on campus. Oh, OK. Oh. <laughs> you know, so yeah. it, that time management comes in full force, uh, oh, especially man. for me in my freshman year. Um, I would also say something else that was challenging was uh, the critics. Because when you're in a major where you have to write a lot, it's just like you need help. Like you think, oh, it's fine. I wrote papers in high school. It's not going to be anything. And I had actually written a lot in high school. I, I've been STEM all my life. And so writing research reports and lab reports, that's all I did. So it was very right. straight to the point. There was no elaboration. There was no fancy introduction talk. It was just like this data presents this. This is what I've concluded from this. But changing to, you know what? Homer is really talking about in the Odyssey is a deep right. relation between him and his wife, Penelope. It's just like, oh, now I got to come up with this, a total little bit switch. of fluff to draw on the reader. <laughs> exactly. Total switch, total switch. So I think those are the most challenging things, but it did help me grow as a scholar. Um, 
I was able to ask for more help, which is something I'm not used to doing, right. is really being like, could you look over my paper and make sure that I source this right in the footnotes and make sure that I put the title in the right position or yeah. make sure that this grammar makes sense and that the quote ties in with my introduction. It's just all those things that I didn't really think about in my writing as much during all my STEM focuses right. became in full effect when I had to go into the honors college. So it's really helping me grow to see that Look, you need help sometimes. You can ask for help. There are people that you know how to do this better than you. But yeah. if you put your effort into asking for help, you will become just as good at them as not, if not better. So right. you know, impress yourself by reaching out. Yeah, that's been a that's kind of been a consistent theme of people I've talked to is like learning to ask for help because I imagine in STEM when you do something, you can know for certain that you've done it right. Is that true? Exactly. But in honors, it's yeah. it's a lot more of a gray area. So that is such a, a valuable lesson. What has that looked like in like during the pandemic and being at home? What is time management and asking for help? What does that look like for you? Ironically, it's almost easier because what am I doing? I'm at my desk. I have my two screens. I feel all fancy. Got my headphones. You know, I got waters here, foods here. I got my glasses here. You know, like everything is just in one space. I don't have to get up. I don't have to go to class. You know, I don't have to, oh my God, I'm going to miss the trolley. No. And then jet out the room. It's none of right. that. It's just kind of, I'm here. Mm. So my time management has become easier to deal with, right. but then I add a lot more to my plate because I'm able to do a lot more from one place. So it's just figuring out, okay, I know I have more energy because I don't have to expend as much energy, but don't forget to take breaks because even sitting here on Zoom for hours at a time is draining. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. you don't move your legs around. You don't, you know, you don't get your metabolism going. It's going to be you literally stuck here like a pool of jelly in a chair. Mm -hmm. So yeah. figuring out when to get up, stretch, you know, maybe go out for a walk, get some water, eat at the appropriate times. Don't wait just because you have homework to do right. and like have a meal at 11 p.m. and be like, oh, now I got to wake up in five, six hours, whatever. It's like, you know, pace yourself. Find the times where you can get outside and, you know, go for a walk. Find the times where you can take a break and just talk to your family because you're all in the house doing work, <laughs> but you're all so busy that it's like, oh, we can't talk, even though this is our haven. This is supposed to be our safe haven, our home to be able to get away from school. Mm -hmm. But those have kind of combined into one. Right. So just differentiating the time, making sure that you take space, you take time away from your computer, which right. is more than during this um, time that we've had to do in the past. So right. that's been especially essential. Super cool. I love that you're prioritizing like connection with your family and time spent outside and stretching and stuff. That's so cool. What about the like asking for help side of that? Has that changed during COVID or is that kind of the same? It's interesting. Again, it's like I could ask for more help, you know, you know, I could finish a paper days in advance than I would have at APU, you know, sometimes and I don't know if you've heard this from some of the other like juniors or seniors or whatever, but mm -hmm. there'll be times where it'd be Friday night and you'd be like, dang, I got an XCOM due Saturday at six. I haven't thought about that. The only thing I've been working on is my commonplace. I better, you know, type this mm -hmm. out, you Get know, yeah. as quickly as possible. <laughs> um, yeah. There'll even be times where it's Saturday morning. I'm like, oh yeah, we had the XCOM due. <laughs> oh, Aristotle, no. Nicomachean ethics, we were supposed to write, you know, so... Yeah. And it's harder to get stuff like that done when you're, oh, I got to go eat at the dining hall. I got to go eat at Sam's Subs. Oh, I have a meeting with my professor. I got to go to his office for office hours. You know, now in this like environment, 
I can knock out a paper on Tuesday that's not due till Saturday, have three, four people look over it, me revise it two, three times, feel like, okay, this is good. Right. Turn it in, feel good about it. And, you know, and that's super helpful. But then also I don't get that colloquy feel where you're sitting discussing the paper topics, where you're sitting in your rhetoric group and you can like be like, oh, I'm underlining this right here. And, you know, we need to work on this because this is not working. You know, right. we don't get that feel anymore. Um, mm -hmm. when you're just sending your paper to somebody to edit when you're not necessarily looking at it with them, mm -hmm. it's a little bit harder, but you know, you grow used to it. I'm hoping that when we go back in the fall, when, not if, when we right. go back in the fall, that we can kind of get back into that flow of, mm -hmm. you know, community, that mm -hmm. in-person community that I miss so much. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love that. So as someone who's kind of done zoom and on campus, if you were talking to a prospective student, what is one piece of advice you would give them? Ooh, just one, just one, Ellie. You can do Dang. multiple. You go for it. <laughs> whatever, whatever knowledge you have, please share it with us. I would say, Ooh, talk to the faculty and staff because okay. they're hilarious. They're <laughs> some of the most hilarious people on the planet. Um, that's the first thing I'll say, like make communications, make contacts with the faculty and staff. Dr. Weeks is, he's your buddy. Like, hmm. you know, he might big Dean, Dean of the right. honors college, deep voice, scary dude. Uh, giving a lecture. <laughs> yeah. Scary dude. Not at all. Literally, Aww. literally email him. Get get on a Zoom with him. He's the funniest person ever. He makes me smile all the time. Aww, I love um, that. Yeah, absolutely. I would tell them, enjoy the community mm. um, because we're blessed to be together in academia, but also in this uh, spiritual journey because mm. you learn more about yourself and you learn more about the Honors College community the more you read the great texts that we jump into every week or every other week. Um, and the last thing I would say is that the Honors College will test your limits. Mm -hmm. And if you decide to put in your full effort with the discussions, the debates, the, the exegetical commentaries, the research papers, the reflections, you might just come out a better and more mm -hmm. respectful worshiper of God and have a renewed sense of purpose toward whatever your higher calling is mm -hmm. that God is presenting before you. It's just we try to discover the meaning behind so many massive questions. And right. by reading these great texts introduced in the Honors College, not only will you get a taste of history, mm. it's like you, all, you will also get like that history shaped to the human nature that we see today. Right. And so if you go into the Honors College education with an open mind and have patience, lots mm -hmm. of patience with the texts right. and let them talk to you, mm -hmm. you might see what the author truly has to say about what things are happening today. Wow. I love that. So like a, an informing of like who you are and how you interact with the world through these great texts. Absolutely. It's some, Absolutely. some pretty solid advice. Well, Cliff, thank you so much for taking the time to share with us today. I'm so yes. glad that you, you dropped by. Absolutely. Thank you so much, sis, for this opportunity. I hope everything goes well with the rest of the interviews and that you have a marvelous time at APU because you got a long road ahead of you, but it's going to be filled with adventure and fun. So I'm very proud of you. Thank you, sir. I'm so excited. It's always such an honor and pleasure getting to listen to Cliff talk about things that he's passionate about, especially when talking about the Honors College. You know, he's always just really involved and I could listen to him talk about his life forever. I particularly enjoyed the part where he was talking about uh, students being able to just reach out and speak to faculty and staff. I think that's just such a small thing that we often overlook, you know. I think students have to know that they can talk to and feel supported by the people who are supposed to be supporting them. 
So I really was really, um, really happy that he mentioned that because we often overlook that, especially in higher education. And I mean, he didn't even want to come to APU too. So this is just a nice sign that everything ends up working out the way it needs to work out, you know? Right. Totally agree. Cliff was just so fun to interview and talk to and kind of learn from and be reminded of this importance of connecting with mentors. I think that was just so beautiful. I'm a big fan. Absolutely. I hope everyone else is also a big fan of Cliff after this um, and just want to say thanks for taking an inside look at the community dedicated to educating the next generation of disciples and scholars. See you next time on Inside the Honors College.